Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hiya, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Roll call. Uh, yeah. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to do a roll call? I mean, I for three people? You guys. Got a lot of people on the show. We're all still alive. <laughs> a round of applause for that, first of all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll clap I mean, for that. I Life. guess. I wasn't worried about myself, but I, I guess I should have been worried about you two. You never know. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, hey, we all made it to another season. That's good. No. I don't know if Brett knew something we didn't know, Chris. <laughs> You know, I'm sure there's a few things Brett knows that we don't know. Speaking That's of true. alive and stuff, um, I'm currently on a vacation. I'm, you guys, I'm giving up my vacation to do the pod right now, <laughs> just so you guys know. Uh, <laughs> what a sacrifice! Yeah, but right? I'm, I'm on From a the lake. beach house or lake house. I'm yeah. on a lake. I'm on a lake. I'm overlooking ah, the lake a little bit. The and lake house. You guys, almost every time I turn my head this way and look at the lake, there is a dad driving a boat trying to kill their kids on a tube i swear <laughs> i might be witness to something terrible out here yeah you may be called back to testify maybe I, you know maybe you want to close the blinds just so you're not called back as maybe witness. that's a good point yeah oh Unless man you want to. this one yeah. guy is out there right now he's just doing donuts right like the boat's not going very fast but that tube has got some slingshot action yeah on the back and every time they go back over their own wake, I fear for these kids. This is terrible. <laughs> He's out there trying to make it look like an accident. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, pack the cooler. <laughs> what are you guys doing on your summer breaks? Oh, well, oh. I'm not at a lake house. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, Was <laughs> <laughs> that at the lake house? Or Don't the- forget, I got sound effects, dude. I got He's more this go. year too. Season two, guys, bigger know, and better than back ever. In the swing of this, yeah, bitter, bigger, bigger. I mean, I got a, you know, two and a half year old and a two month old. So yeah, yeah. Let's very, talk about that. It's not very exciting. Kevin's for me, summer guys, might not right exactly be a vacation. He's got yes. more diapers than ever before. It's true. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> not not a ton of vacation time over here. I'm going to be living vicariously through you guys. Yeah. Uh, through your lake house and Chris, whatever you're up to as well. Hopefully you're up to something fun that I can live vicariously through you. Oh, I have been up to so much fun. You wouldn't even believe the fun that I have been up to. I don't even know if you could call it fun. It's been past fun. It's been wow. so much fun. I can't, I don't even want to get into it because of how much fun I've been having since I last saw you guys. It's been, in, I mean, like you Sounds guys, like a fun time. you're going to be jealous. You're going to be, I don't want to start the show non answer way answer wow. and be antagonistic and stuff like that. Cause you're so jealous of the fun that I, it's been so much fun. I mean, if you don't yes. want to tell us what you've been doing, just yell out the name of the show and we'll get on with it. Release be- the show. Young fish. What's cracking? What's cracking? We cracking. We cracking. We dipping. We diving. We sliding. We slapping. Hockey in Seattle, boy, we all about the action. Release the show. Release the show. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, back to Release the Show. It's been a while. Hi, listener. Nice to see you. Speaking of fun, guys, it's fun to be back with you guys. And 
We're going to have some fun on this episode today because we have your boy Nick Gizmondi back on release. Hey, the show. He's going to be talking all things cracking, breaking down the draft. We picked up a boy, guys. If if you're not feeling excited, if you mm. need a little pick me up, I got two words for you. Shane Wright. Oh, wait. There it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was going to go that early. <laughs> you got to be ready, Brett. Wow. You got to be ready, my listen, friend. I'm, I'm, on my, I'm on my toes now, man. I'm on the balls of my feet. I'm ready to change direction. I'm ready. To, I'm ready, ready, dude. You got to be ready. So we're excited to talk to Nick Gizmondi. As always, you can hit us up at Release the Show on Twitter, on Instagram. We would love to chat with you. Mm-hmm. Let's bring him in, guys. Let's bring in Nick Gizmondi. Oh, you know him as yeah. Gizmo, friend of the show. Gizmo. There he there is. Gizmo. Up, Good Look to at that. see you. He's Good looking, you. you're looking you. kind of tan, man. Have you been, where have yeah. you been? Yeah. Uh, uh, I golf basically every day, all day in the summertime. Yeah. It's that's, it's yeah. just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of golfers tan right now. How's so the game? I, uh, How's the game a, right now? Game the handicap right at? Now? Game is good. Handicaps at a where are we? We're at a seven right now. Okay, so, all right. That's right where that's right where we're supposed to be. Nice. I um, I actually I'm out at I'm out at uh, at Cherry Creek Country Club here in in Denver, and that's uh, also where uh, uh, Gabriel Landeskog uh, is at. So we uh, there'll be some cup sightings this summer, I'm sure. Oh, so, I was gonna yeah. say his three days with the cup that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Awesome. I'm sure it'll make a. Uh, I'm sure it'll make an appearance. Now, oh, wait, hold on. So, before we go any further, then your thoughts on the denting of the greatest trophy in sports? I mean, they put a real ding in that thing. Uh, they've done more damage to the cup in five days than I think any <laughs> five years. But you know what? They're having a good time with it. I think. Uh, I think it'll calm down a little bit now. But guys are going to be guys. They're having a great time. And listen, that's a well earned Stanley Cup. That was yeah. a long time coming for that team. So oh, you know, congrats to the to the Avs, right, on the Stanley Cup. But but Gizmo, we need to start things off by congratulating you. We can now introduce you and release the show as an Emmy Award winner. I don't know if our listeners know, oh, yeah. but you and your again? team won that Emmy for the Kraken pregame on Root Sports. Huge accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, we did. It was, um, you know, it's, I think the thing that makes it the most special is, is that we did it in year one as a group of people yeah. that had never, ever worked together before. Like none of us. So everybody on the air, I mean, nah, I guess that's not for John Forslund and I a, a little bit, but but, you know, for us to all come together on that pregame show and to sort of kind of have the dynamics that we did and with so many moving parts and so many different people and a new producer and a new network, um, you know, from top to bottom, it was just really impressive. Like, I'm always the guy that gives a ton of credit to everybody behind the scenes, because as as we know, as folks that have worked in TV before, Everybody that's uh, pushing the buttons and coming up the, with the creative and doing all the hard work and the longer hours than when we show up and talk for three hours. It's pretty amazing. So we had a really awesome producer in Scott Malone, our our EP John Bradford's a rock star. And I think it's just it's cool to see it all come together. I was real happy for the whole group because I really thought that, you know, from top to bottom, everybody really really worked hard to pull it off so yeah, and i guess people man. liked it too so that's awesome congrats to everybody <laughs> sure over thank yeah. you well should we get into it nick we'd love we're yeah. excited here shane wright i mean i don't think any of us thought he'd be around at four overall all the projections all the mocks everyone you talked to had him going one one to montreal 
he falls right in the in the Kraken's lap. I, I'd love to just hear from you, like who you thought the Kraken were going to target with that fourth overall pick, and then what was your reaction when Shane Wright just keeps falling in the draft? <laughs> I so I was watching it. Uh, I was obviously watching it live, and I I had no concept necessarily of. Um, so one thing Ron Francis is really good at is keeping things super close to the vest. So. Uh, in terms of who I think they were going to take, any of those guys that went in the top four, I feel like were probably that availability. Those those four guys went in the top four because that's where I kind of sort of had them at. Even yeah. the top five, six was sort of kind of where I was like, yeah, I just didn't know what that order was going to be. I was sure Shane Wright was going one. Um, and when he didn't, I was like, okay, he's for sure going two. And then when he didn't go in the third, I was like, okay, well, Seattle's absolutely taking him. Um, but I have no idea what, what the hangup was on him. And, and listen, it's, it's not a knock on Shane Wright. I, I mean, and truthfully, I think it actually puts him in a better spot. I mean, if you go one overall, there's an inherent pressure mm-hmm. uh, uh, that you have to obviously live up to. And sure, there's some stature for being the number one overall pick, but um, I think this is really going to allow a very talented hockey player to potentially be the best rookie in the NHL next year because he's going to do all the same things physically and offensively that he would have done if he was the number one overall pick. But now he gets to do it with zero pressure. Well, and and, and well, oh, so go ahead, go ahead. I'm just yeah, getting excited. No, sorry, sorry. I was going to say <laughs> no, no. he's no. on the balls of his feet and gets excited. Nick. Uh, enormous motivation, right? Did he, I mean him staring down the uh, Canadians' table was like, I mean, just. <laughs> You guys, I'm so excited for this kid. Just fire right out the gate. Just breathing hot fire right at the rest of the NHL. He's got a bone to pick now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be, there'll be a, there'll be a three game revenge tour there that he can sort of kind of be like, okay, you didn't think I was good enough. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to put three or four in on you tonight. And, and I think that's the kind of player that, that Ron Francis knows and Ricky Olchek know that they're getting because he has got that fire. He has got that spunk. I mean, he's played the last stop three years in the Ontario hockey league. And that is a league that, that forces you to be tough. It's the closest thing um, that kids that age can get to the NHL without playing in the AHL. Wow. So if you're an OHL kid, you're playing a long season, you're on a bus, you're, you're, you're traveling, you're grinding it out in, in, in small town cities while you're still most of the time going to high school in some cases. So it, it breeds this work ethic. And if he's not going to get AHL experience and go right from where he played in Kingston and the OHL for the front Knicks into the NHL. Well, that was probably the best place for him to do that development. And for gosh sakes, he put up 94 points in 63 games. I mean, he's a huge boy. He's six foot, 198 pounds. This is a guy that translates in every aspect of the, the thinking to an NHL player right away. Mm. He's the size of NHL guys. He's putting up NHL numbers in the Ontario hockey league he's going to be able to step in physically. And it's different than like Matty Beneers stepped in from college in a very different setting. That is not at all feeling very much like the, um, uh, the NHL, uh, like the NHL. Right. Uh, you're not getting hit as much. It's not as physical. It's a little bit more finesse. You're wearing a cage. You don't play as many games. If things are spread out, the travels less. Shane Wright knows exactly what it is to be an NHL. Yeah. 
who's captain of his team, right? Top line center. I mean, I did hear you say, Nick, next year. So you're saying Shane Wright, our listeners, they're going to be able to go. They're going to see him play next year, you think, in the NHL. Yeah, when do you think he gets called up? Shane Wright? Yeah. Yeah. I think he will have every opportunity to make that team now. I mean, I would assume that he's – I mean, I have to think he's probably – I would think he's probably playing next season. Mm. I mean, he's at the development camp that starts today. Um, You know, you're going to get all those feels of being an NHL player. You're going to have all the feels of, you know, that all the locker room and seeing the city and being treated like an NHL player. You're going to get swagged out with gear and equipment and – and, you know, logoed everything and it's a fire. It gets you going. That's the whole idea of this. Hey, it's to see these guys <clears throat> skate a little bit and let everybody kind of sort of get to know them. But B, it's an opportunity to kind of dangle that in front of them and let them feel what that's like and be like, oh, OK, I see you. OK, this is what it's like to be in the NHL. I'm going to work my butt off all summer so that I'm in the NHL. Well, and what I like, too, guys, I mean, living in Seattle, you know, you guys, such fun young athletes coming to this town right now and playing in this town. You got J-Rod with the Mariners, right? Ty France with the Mariners. Good young talent on that team. Um, with with like Russell Wilson kind of leaving town, you know, and all these new young guys coming in. Maddie last year, uh, Shane this year. I mean, I, I'm pumped for not just the Kraken, but just the whole kind of Seattle sports thing all together with like some young fresh talent you know a lot I mean, of youthful energy coming yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. lots Get of to be named be... guys on the sonics when they come back that are probably <laughs> going right. to be young and fun to watch right that's yeah. right and you know also i'm excited because like with maddie and with shane and these other draft picks and guys like they weren't on other nhl teams first they are cracking and cracking originally and cracking only so far which just as a fan of of the Kraken, obviously, is just a really cool yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's a chance for them to sort of set their own path and leave their own mark, right? And you heard mm-hmm. last season we talk a lot about developing core and culture. Well, there's a great way to do that when you bring in young, talented guys because that is what is going to cement it. These guys are sponges. They're green. You can turn them into whatever kind of NHL player you want them to be. Um, you're going to let them be themselves a little bit, but it's a real nice opportunity for – Hackstall and, and Francis and Olchek to to develop these guys into into the sort of NHL players um, that that they can be and should be and want to be and m- no better example of of a quality NHL player than than what Ron Francis was. Yeah. How about Nick? Just your thoughts on the rest of the draft? I mean, the Kraken picked up six wingers, or sorry, picked up six centers, two wingers. They did get a goalie, which we should get into this. Goalie and, time. And two defensemen. Uh, anyone else kind of <laughs> catch your eye and just give us some kind of overall thoughts on the draft? Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, we'll, let's talk about. Uh, we'll talk about the goalie first, and then let's touch on Ben McDonald because obviously that that was something that uh, you know they traded up for uh, to 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 pick up Ben in the third round. But the goalie that they got, fifty eighth overall, um, uh, Nicholas Kako. You you want to have goaltenders in your in your system. We we all know that injuries can kind of come up and and they can happen. The kid played in the top finish league uh, last season, a, a two six goals against average, and I think his save percentage. I have to check it. I think it was like a nine one four. So he's a good goaltender. He's a big boy. Uh, you want to have guys in the pipeline and and keep in mind that you know in addition to uh, bolstering the NHL club, Ron Francis has got a field that that roster for um, 
for the Firebirds as well. Uh, so in Palm Springs and sort of get that going. Right. So you want guys in the pipeline and the more goalies that you have, uh, and if you can pick them up, you know, mid draft, you're in a real good spot. So haven't seen the kid play, um, heard a lot of good things about him from some of my friends that scout over in the European leagues, that Finnish league is high level. It's high level. So if you get a two, six and a nine, one, four playing over there, you're doing something right. You're a good, you're a good tender. So uh, I think it was a really good pickup for them. And, you know, everybody gets excited about goalies, but I, I, I think you just, you have to have that in the pipeline. Well, what do you think about uh, Jagger? Uh, the second guy we took number 35 overall. Cause I saw a video of him online doing one of those uh, where you pick up the puck, spin uh, it around, throw it in the top of the net trick kind of goal things that were made popular yeah. by the Anaheim ducks guy last year. So I got excited about that. You know, I love showmanship. Um, and yeah. then also he played in Moose Jaw. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about Jagger Circus getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about he, this guy? Uh, he's, he's crafty and one of those, he's one of those Zegris, Jack Hughes, Troy Terry-esque kind of creative hockey players, fun. right? That's going to do fun things that that has that inherent skill, right? So you pick up a guy like that for his versatility and for his ability. Um, but you also pick up a guy like that because you want that young creative energy. Mm-hmm. And injecting him into the lineup will kind of spark some of these older school, uh, savvy vet traditional NHLers that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Ben McDonald too, Nick, mm-hmm. that you wanted to get into him. Well, you know, his dad uh, was a rock star. His dad was Lane McDonald, uh, United States Olympian, Hobie Baker winner for Harvard, heck of a hockey player in his own right. And his kiddo is following in his footsteps. He's coming out of prep school, but is already committed to go play at Harvard. So he'll play at Harvard next year, probably for a few years. I don't think you'll necessarily see him sniffing the, the NHL for a minute, but but he could. Um, he lit it up in prep school at 29 points and in, in very few games there. Um, but this is a kid that they traded up for and picked up at 91st overall. So obviously they saw something in him. They know the pedigree of that family. So to get a to get a kid like him who's going to go play at Harvard or real good hockey school, it also tells you he's a real intelligent kid. So I, I think it's impressive that uh, they made that move. I and mean, why not? He was. He was kind of coming up as available. I think people were thinking about him and talking about him. Uh, and then, you know, to, to, to move up in the draft and, and all you had to give up was a fourth and a fifth round to, to pick in the third. It's a good play. What's your thought, Gizmo, just on team building philosophy, right? I mean, it seems like the Kraken pick up six centers, right? So it really looks like they're focused on that kind of inside out team building philosophy. Is that the approach that you think works really well? And then do you think that's the approach that Ron Francis and his team is really looking at with this draft and maybe moving forward? Well, one thing that was a problem, not necessarily a problem, but one thing that was different last year was because of all the COVID restrictions, there wasn't any bonding ability. There was no time for these guys to really kind of do the things in the off season and, and sort of have all this. And, and now you've got a full summer of that. Like that's all that's going on this summer is they're just going to work on sort of becoming a, a more cohesive group of guys and family and bond and brotherhood and whatnot. So Mm. I I think with, 
with a draft with their first ever draft, obviously they're picking up a lot of guys. Obviously they have to field an AHL team. So the fact that they're, they're, they're putting all these pieces together right now um, gives them an opportunity to build that team chemistry, what the roster looks like on opening night. Who knows? There's so many things that are going to happen between now and then with free agency and, and, and a lot of other things that are going to start to pop. I mean, there are some big names out on the list that are available for Ron Francis to go after. He's got pieces to trade. He's got cap space. He's got draft picks. He can still trade. I mean, just today, the the Chicago Blackhawks announced that they would not be giving offers to Dylan Strome or uh, Dominic Kubelik. Those are two huge names that now out of nowhere are available. Um, Those are two huge names that could come to Seattle. So that's going to start to happen over the next few days before Wednesday opens up. Um, so you can start to build a little bit of chemistry with guys that, you know, are going to be here, but oh my goodness, it's about to be gangbusters, uh, in about, uh, about 24 hours, 48 that, hours. That was going to be my next question is sort of the off season schedule. So we get into free agency and you're expecting us to do some things there. I would imagine sign some people up and then trades after that or trades during that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Trades can happen at any time. So we'll, we'll see what goes on in terms of that. Um, for me, I think the biggest first thing will be to keep an eye on what the signings are. Who do we, who do we sign? That's, we have what? 10, I believe 10, 10 guys, uh, that are on expiring contracts. So we got to figure that out. Uh, and then we got to figure out who we're, who else we're, we're, we're jumping all over here, but I think there's going to be some very interesting moves in the league, and I think there's a lot of teams that are in rebuild mode. So clearly, the Chicago Blackhawks are in rebuild mode. We're going to have trade a- away. You trade away Debrinket. You trade away Kirby Doc. Now mm-hmm. you're not bringing Strom back, and you're not bringing Kubalik back. Your team is now just Kane and Taves, and Patrick Kane is not going to want to endure a rebuild. So mm-hmm. I don't imagine that he's a Chicago Blackhawk for much longer. So there's a potential blockbuster there. Um, uh, Evgeny Malkin is not happy in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That's a big name that could potentially be, be, be moved around. He's made some very big public comments. Uh, the Avalanche have some difficult decisions to make. Tampa Bay has some difficult decisions to make. I mean, there's a, could be a different looking, different looking NHL next year. <laughs> A lot of so, a lot yeah, of Chris's favorite segment coming up very soon on the show. <laughs> that brings back some some bittersweet memories for oh. me. <laughs> the bald his bald brother, my bald <laughs> brother, <laughs> had to go. Um, no, no, no. I was just going to say. I mean, because I feel you know we Gizmo, you've been on the show many a time um, here in our inaugural season as as released the show. And I think in one of the one of the last times we had you on, we were looking back at the season and stuff like that, but sort of looking forward. Uh, I'm trying to remember. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, one of the biggest uh, maybe positions of need was was I think it was like a right shot defenseman or something like that. When you were sort of looking at the team, yeah. Is so right I don't know if you're still shot? thinking about that going forward uh, in terms of who we have now. Who you know who we drafted. A lot of those guys obviously are not going to be there immediately. Maybe maybe Shane Wright as a center, but right wing defenseman is that still something that's on your radar is like we need to pick somebody up for that particular position uh we pick best player available i mean right fell to us so if one of these names that you just mentioned obviously becomes available out there 
a Malkin or something like that. I mean, we may go after someone, but what are you looking at for us to maybe fill in as we go forward? I think the most important thing for this organization, because I thought the defense was strong right from the start with in terms of who they drafted and your goalies are your goaltenders. I think you've got to figure out first and foremost, who are you keeping? Okay. And then after you decide who we're keeping, then it's okay. What do we actually really need to go fill a void? And if we're not keeping so-and-so, what was the impetus on that? And why did we feel they weren't filling that? So that's a conversation between uh, coach and Ron and Ricky. And for the most part, Ron will make the decisions based on what he feels the team needs. And it'll be coach Axel's job to, uh, you know, implement his will. If you, if you, if you, if you want to look at it that way, but I think that those guys will have a conversation and, and, and coach Axel will say, this is sort of what I'm thinking I need because of the systems that I play and the hockey team that I'm trying to develop. And then they can go from there. But I, unfortunately, I think there's too many question marks right now with mm. who's staying and who's going to say we specifically need a right-handed defenseman or whatnot. I think for this team, what they definitely need, what I think is the most important thing for them is more scoring depth. Got to mm. score more goals. So uh, whatever they can sort of do to bolster their offense uh, is is the central focus, I think, for this group. And if there are very good hockey players available, like a Strom, a Kubelik, a Malkin, a Kane, um, you have to figure out how to get that because any guy like that will add to your add to your offensive prowess. And um, you know, rising tides lift all ships. So if if you can get a guy like that and start to spread that line out out a little bit then you're going to see some good things happen across the board. If you're Ron Francis, Nick, of just all those names that you gave us, those really talented players, who would be that one where you're like, ah, I'd love to see this guy in a oh, Kraken uniform? Obviously, Patrick Kane, I think, is one of the best hockey players on the planet. I, I had the pleasure of watching Kaner when he was uh, a 13-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy playing uh, for Honey Baked in Michigan. And you saw him, I mean, I saw him play one period of, of, of hockey when he was 14 and I was like yep okay yep and then obviously I was lucky enough to spend three years in Chicago with him and you know what that guy can do on the ice holy smokes now maybe he's not available maybe he doesn't want to leave Chicago but um, I would also think that if he is going to go anywhere, if he is going to, if he's not going to do a rebuild in Chicago, he's going to want to go win a Stanley cup somewhere. Um, so I would think that he's going to really look hard at a contender and I'm not saying that Seattle necessarily won't be a contender, but it's going to be hard for that team to do that in, in year two. So Kane would be a long shot, but wow, it would be amazing to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, there's a lot of other big names out there that are available. I think Dylan Strom and, and Kubelik, when I saw this morning, when I woke up that those guys were available, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Don't you kind of think, think the past two guys, and then I say that because those are two guys who, yes, I, I know well, because I saw them in Chicago for three years. I think they're quality people. I'm big fans of theirs personally. So selfishly, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's get the boys back together. Don't be shy <laughs> down to Seattle, baby. <laughs> the path does kind of have to seem to be for that big splash free agency. Right. I, I just look at the Kraken and, you know, what are the pieces that are moving? And it, if I'm Chicago, I'm asking for a Matty Beneers. I'm asking for a Shane Wright. I'm asking for one of those high-end guys. So, right, to yeah. me, it seems like free agency has to be the path for the big splash. Do you do you agree with that? Or 
Oh, absolutely. And that's the idea, right? That's the idea. That's where you can, you can go and steal these guys. And that's where, that's where weapon number two for Ron Francis comes into play with all that cap space. Yes. Money. He's got all that money that he can now go out and he can go give guys raises and he can go sign guys that other teams can't. And I think that's where, that's where these next 48 hours are going to be real entertaining because he's got the bank. Well, and, you know, look, I don't know what the rules are on, like, tampering and all that kind of stuff, but we also have an Emmy award-winning guy who can Mm -hmm. call certain people in the league and be like, hey, guys, want to come play (laughs) up here? Uh, We're going to be putting in a few phone calls for us, Gizmo. Live. Yeah, live on release the show. show. Let's call him up right now. (laughs) Call up Kaner. Yeah, can you call (laughs) Pat Who's got Kane's hey, number? Let's dial him up. Take care. Zoom him in. Hey, it's Gizmo. Uh, <laughs> Do me a favor, babe. <laughs> well, just go down the list. Hey, I'm your guy. I wonder, well, you know, if Bet Online. Well, do we think they offer some of these free agency bets? Because oh, we got Emmy Award-winning Nick Gizmondi here. Oh Lord. People go on, make some money with our partners over at Bet Online. I think, guys, since last season, they continue. To be the number one source for your betting needs, for yeah, your they sports never info, no. they never stop. Still number one, latest odds, news, sports <laughs> development, NBA Summer League. <laughs> the people bet the NBA Summer League. I, I, that's, oh, yeah. I got a I buddy. Play. I got yeah. a buddy who you can bet is, on my golf game if you want. You guys, <laughs> I, I have a friend who is an absolute degenerate, and I bet you he does. <laughs> we need to find out, man. I, I can you're betting. I, by putting, you guys want to bet on that. <laughs> yeah, bet on the NBA Summer League. Bet on Nick's, uh, Nick's golf game. His short uh, game is on point, I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah, that's a lock right there, short game betting on Gizmo's, uh, yeah, Gizmo's golf game. don't bet on my short game. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't. Actually, don't. I said yesterday, I said, uh, I said yesterday, uh, uh, I said, I said yesterday, <laughs> I, I golf with my nephew. My nephew, my fourteen-year-old nephew, is an absolute legitimate stick. Like he, he's, he's. If he doesn't play in a PGA Tour, I'll be shocked. He one hundred percent will play Division One golf. He's lights out good. It's wow. unbelievable. He's fourteen, and he's just so good. And I'm not just saying that because he's my nephew, but he's just he's so good. Uh-huh. I ripped a drive yesterday. Well, best drive of my summer, probably three twenty. I kid you not. Right wow. down the middle. I'm like, that was beautiful. Even he's looking at me like, Uncle Nick, that was a heck of a drive. And I had, what did I have? I had 80, I had 100 in. I had my 58 degree. And no, I'm sorry. No, no. I had 115 in and I had my 54 degree and I chunked it as fat as I could possibly chunk a wedge. And I'm like, okay. And coming off of three parts. And I'm like, Digging okay, a hole. the heck was that? Literally a trench. Lose half the sand bucket <laughs> on the cart to fill the freaking hole I just dug. That I probably could have laid down in and just buried myself. Yeah, you put your embarrassment and shame in there with it. So How the far ball, to go, went, the ball went, I don't know. The ball, went, the ball went 10 yards. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll hit the, I'll hit the 58 now. Deeper trench. <laughs> I'm like, I looked at my nephew and I'm the calmest guy. Listen, I laugh at myself on the golf course when I don't play well. Like I really don't take it incredibly seriously. Uh, And I looked at my nephew and I said, there is a solid chance that the 58 and the 54 don't come home today. (laughs) Like they might be two extra clubs. Yeah. And if I I calmed down and got it together, but 
You look at him, you're like, and if you put it on the green on a par four again, you might not come home either. Oh, he shot a 68 yesterday. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Hey, you know, speaking of golf real quick, before we get out of here, let's uh, give a shout out and give a chance to promote our event up there uh, with everybody from Seattle Youth Hockey Assist. There's a charity golf tournament. It's August 5th, everybody. Still chances to sign up and uh, the proceeds going to one of our favorite charities, Seattle Youth Hockey Assist, which... Uh, helps these young hockey players and young uh, junior players and little leaguer guys, peewee guys, uh, just, you know, buys equipment, sends them to away tournaments. Uh, Being a youth hockey player is expensive, and Seattle Youth Hockey Assist helps grow the game locally up there in the area. So big golf tournament uh, on August 5th, and more stuff about it on our social media man i ran out of copy and i was <laughs> i was improv at the end guys that's really good that was really, really good, good. thank you chris yeah right i thought that was the right decision appreciate your support like, the loneliest place in the world is in front of that camera with nothing to say <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have lists i have notes for days when i do a broadcast right for days like i don't even get half of the shit in that i write down <laughs> in the stats and somebody once asked me that question like why do you do that why do you do all that extra work i go because if i don't i'll need it and it's better (laughs) have it and not use it than not have it and need it and like i said the loneliest place in the world in front of this camera with nothing to say standing there like i blinking (laughs) (laughs) moose (laughs) jump gizmo you're the best Thanks for coming on. Thanks for breaking down the yeah, draft man. and talking a little bit about next season and your expectations and for coaching us up on golf a little bit. I mean, uh, we, we, we learned a little bit here today on the on the program about uh, how to help the old golf game. Hey, anytime, anytime you guys want. And I'm always happy to, to we should get up. This would be a heck of a foursome. Go out there and play play. Mm, we got to be looking for that splash in free agency so we can get back on hey, here I'm, and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it happens, you let me know. Absolutely. Yeah. Moose jaw. Yeah. Gizmo. Thanks, my friend. Really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone out there listening to release the show. Hit us up on social. Also, thanks to Bet Online. Make sure you head over there. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to get that bonus. Get in on the action because Bet Online is where the game starts. And we will see you guys soon. Have a good week. Go cracking. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.